Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's search for some upside next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dave Richard. And on today's episode, we're looking for some high upside players. And specifically, I told Dave, let's talk about three guys ranked outside of your top 50 in your overall rankings who you think have top 15 ceiling. And so I'm thinking of, you know, Maybe someone like AJ Brown last season, who, yeah. you know, maybe we didn't give the possibility of the amount of upside that he had enough credit. You know, we knew AJ Brown was this incredibly talented player who had been really, really good in a low volume passing offense. But I think after he was traded to Philadelphia, there was just a lot of like, yeah, he's good, but how good can he be? As it turns out, he was the number five wide receiver. Last season, he's a borderline first round pick in some drafts this year. So, Dave, hit me with your first 2023 high upside pick. My first high upside pick. And remember, we're looking for guys, and this might have gone against what you were saying with A.J. Brown, because A.J. Brown was a top 50 pick. Sure, sure. And you wanted guys that were outside of the top 50 in my ranking. So the first one that I've got that's just outside the top 50 is J.K. Dobbins of the Baltimore Ravens, who has been an efficiency metric darling Mm -hmm. for 23 games over his career. I think he can reach his potential in 2023. It might be more productive slash helpful in non-PPR leagues versus PPR leagues because he's not going to catch a ton of passes. But I really like the direction of the Ravens offense and what they've done uh, this offseason. They want to throw more, run less. That doesn't sound good for Dobbins. I think that's more about Lamar Jackson running, mm-hmm. which means that J.K. Dobbins might run a little bit more. And with all the weapons that they have on offense now, look, I, I needed the refresher. I went back and watched film. Rashad Bateman is fast. And I know that Odell Beckham has some of his speed left over after his ACL injury. And I know that Zay Flowers is fast. And I know that Mark Andrews is going to be a weapon in the passing game too. Defenses cannot clog and anticipate a lot of running play after play after play against this Ravens offense, that's a good thing for Dobbins. It means fewer carries against eight in the box, which, by the way, last year, 6.5 yards per carry against eight in the box as it is. That number could go higher. His efficiency could absolutely explode. I think if he stays healthy, he's got a shot at 1,300 total yards and double-digit touchdowns. The one question I have about J.K. Dobbins when it comes to upside, like we're talking about, is just how much of the way the Ravens split their carries was a reflection of what Greg Roman wanted to do as an offensive coordinator versus, you know, John Harbaugh or whether they just don't really 
you know, want to use J.K. Dobbins as a 20 carry guy because that was something that we rarely saw in Greg Roman's era was, you know, 15 well, plus carry games. But Todd Munkin's history as an offensive coordinator, there have been some some workhorse running back. So I think that's the key there. I think he, that J.K. Dobbins is going to be super efficient. It's just a question of how many carries is he going to get on a weekly basis. Do you think he could average 13 carries a game? Yeah, that seems reasonable. I, I, I think that's low, if not reasonable. Yeah. And based on his career averages, if he does that, he's got 1,300 rushing yards in the bag. All right, let's move on to your next pick. Next pick is kind of a gimme. It's Justin Herbert. This sure. is more of me telling you. I, I think you already know this, Chris, but everybody else listening and watching, that he's a big-time bounce-back candidate. You think about the Chargers offense, adding Quentin Johnson in the draft, that is a big perimeter Fast receiver. You might have seen on social media the one-handed touchdown catch that he made in practice. Hey, that stuff is nice, but really what he is is somebody that expands his offense even more and gives Herbert another target to throw to. It's also a team that's got an offensive line that's coming back healthy after getting beat up last year, and they changed offensive coordinators. They're going to Kellen Moore. Herbert told me about a month and a half ago we were at an event. He was there, and he told me that he's very excited about this change. I expect the pace of play to increase in L.A., and I think that there is some real bounce-back potential. Now, to be a top-15 quarterback in fantasy, Chris, you've got to do better than what Herbert did two years ago, Mm -hmm. which was about 26 fantasy points per game, six point per touchdown leagues. I think he can potentially get there. I think that is part of his upside. Absolutely has a chance to be a fantasy hero, and you can get him as the seventh quarterback off the board in drafts. All right, let's get one more. This one's a little strange. I, I think there's going to be like pushback on this one, but we're talking about players outside the top 50 that have a top 15 finish left in them. I think Michael Thomas could potentially be that guy in New Orleans. It's provided that he's healthy, and that's been a huge issue for him, but he is healthy as of now. We know he's done it before. He's been the wide receiver one in fantasy football before, and he's got a quarterback in Derek Carr that's conducive to the type of targets that Michael Thomas gets and – With Chris Olave there, now that defensive focus, it can't all be on Michael Thomas anymore. It's going to be spread out a little bit more because defenses don't want to give up the big play. I think Michael Thomas could have a serious bounce back here. I said the same thing last year, (laughs) and he started off playing great. I think if he can stay healthy this year, he can be a top 15 player. But more importantly, the value in which you draft him, which is around 100th overall, is too good to pass up for a guy who might begin the year on your bench. It's It just comes down to health and as anyone who drafted Christian McCaffrey learned last season, we're not as good at predicting injuries as we think we are. And we, we tend to think of injury risk as a binary. This guy's in, got injury risk. This guy doesn't. Michael Thomas carries significant injury risk, obviously, given the recurring nature of the foot issues he's dealt with over the past couple of seasons. But if he does manage to stay healthy, even for 12, 13 games, you know, he could be someone who makes a big impact for you when he's on the field. So I, I really like that one. There's obvious upside there. That's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll see you tomorrow.